The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. Now, here's your host, Jay Garvin's. This segment is brought to you by Empire Title, Bill McAfee, your best of the best Colorado Springs gold winner. Teach your children well, their father's hell. It slowly go by and see them on your dreams. Well, welcome to December, radio and podcast listeners. I am Jay, your friend right here at the studios of KRDO News Radio. And whether you're catching me live on Saturday or Sunday at 11 a.m. or on a podcast, I want to welcome you to the winter wonderland. We've been having good weather with a little bit of snow last week, and this is not a meteorologist show, but I love the cold. I love the snow. Born and raised in the Midwest in Wisconsin, in Wisconsin, I love to see the cold weather with snow in Colorado and wherever you are in the city, county, Pikes Peak region, or around the country, I welcome you. My name is Jay, and you've tuned in to the Jay Garvin Show, home and Mortgage Talk, where we talk everything about houses, everything about financing, everything about investing, retirement, budgeting, and in all of the gaps in between those conversations. Sometimes we go totally off subject. Other times I stay laser focused, as I will today, in the center point of my subject. The drum roll, Matt. Today's show is titled Teaching finances. What? What? I'm sorry, I almost fell asleep at the mic there, but you can get a hold of me directly at 719-330-1457. You can also go to jgarvins.com, J-A-Y-G-A-R-V, as in Victor, E-N-S.com, and if you have a comment, you can put it in on the right-hand side. You also can just email me at j at jgarvins.com. I would love to help you with your next purchase or refinance transactions, more purchase transactions than refinance right now with the elevated interest rates, but they have actually settled. Interest rates hit as high as 7% plus in the end of October through November. Now they have settled. The last week of November, they came back down to the sixes, the lowest rate depending on your qualification, great credit score, great income and debt ratios, and 20% down payment. All that will get you 6.5%, but I've told you since I met you, and this hour is just about you and me, that you want to make sure that you do three things in life. One, divorce your landlord as soon as you can. Marry your home and date your rate. So today, the muse of this conversation is having healthy finances. But when I was preparing this conversation, I thought to myself, why finances from balancing your checking account to putting together a budget to determining what to spend your money on and what not to spend your money on, why are these skills across the board generally not taught in schools, not K through 12, with the exception of a couple charter schools or private schools out there, definitely not in the public schools. I have school-aged children, some that just graduated high school and now is off to college to a hidden Ivy 
school in St. Louis, Wash U, but I still have a high schooler. But even in colleges, in uh, advanced degrees, master's degrees, even doctorates, I'm going to mention that today by a gentleman that wrote a book, it's pretty ironic that 40% of all Americans, and that's a very conservative statistic, this goes as high as 45 I would say it's beyond 50% now of all Americans are one paycheck two weeks to four weeks away from having no ability to pay their bills. In an inflation-ridden time in our life here in America, you know, more than a year ago now, October of 2021, is when inflation popped up beyond 5% and all of the talking heads said, well, this inflation is transitory. Well, 13 months later, all the way through the end of November of 2022, that has not changed at all, and they are actually quite worried, clearly displayed by the reactions of the Federal Reserve and Jay Powell, who is going to increase the rates again before next week, is evidence that it's taking more for individuals to plan and live with the dollars they have because of inflation, because of interest rates and because consumer sentiment has got people worried, I pray that you benefit from this conversation where you can get more common sense approach to finances. Hopefully, a couple tips that you can take just during this hour that will help you immediately. And I did some research you know, about balancing your budget, taking care of your checking account, your debit card, even for some of you, your your credit cards, how to pay, how to approach, how to make these financial decisions, and why it's not taught in school. And I just got caught up in a whole lot of spider web confusion on the Internet as to why this isn't taught, you know, why isn't personal finance taught in school. And there's the generic answers are oh, it's a funding issue, and you know, I'm not going to go into all the issues, but we are more funded in our schools than 99% of everybody and anybody around the world. And there's some countries that do this better than others, but I don't necessarily put all of the blame or all of the responsibility on the public school systems. I think they should teach a little less along the lines of gender subjects and more along the line of finances. So that blows the theory out of the water that they don't have the finances. It's just choosing by school boards what your focus is going to be. But across the board, I couldn't find anybody, any school district, any state that does this well. Now, like I said, my students went to a charter school and there was more access to financial responsibility and classes focusing on that. But schools do fail by not teaching personal finances. But I'm a conservative and I'm not a government and I'm not a school curriculum guy. When schools do teach personal finances, students win. And that's proven in the research that I found. And the bottom line still remains is that children, kids, emulate their parents' personal finances. Just like you'll find a proportionately larger number of military service members that come from military service member families, i.e. learning that profession and that approach from their parents, the same way with finances that children emulate their parents' financial habits, both good and bad. I've mentored a lot of people financially that had irresponsible parents as far as finances, and they've changed, they've broken 
that generational trend. And it is not just finances. That's what I'm focusing on. But the same with alcohol, the same with drugs, the same with college, the same with professions, the same with mannerisms and approach. It's obvious that your parents, the adults in these immediate lives of parents that have children are going to hopefully influence them the most. So when personal finances are not taught in school, young adults suffer. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to continue the conversation on teaching finances right after these messages. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show. Don't you ever ask them why If they told you you would cry So just look at them and smile And know they love you The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage Jedi, Jay Garvin's. This segment is brought to you by Arrow Moving and Storage. Well, welcome back to the Jay Garvin Show. What an amazing December it is starting out to be. A little bit of warmth today on Saturday with some snow last week, wind on Friday. But as I mentioned to you before the break, you and I are having a conversation about healthy finances, teaching finances. We touched briefly why we think the public school systems don't teach it, but I'm as conservative as they come financially And I believe, as I mentioned before the break, and you can always call me, Jay Garvin's at 719-330-1457. Call me. I'd love to help you with your finances. I'd love to help you with your next purchase or refinance transaction. But I believe it is up to our families. Our parents, like I mentioned, are going to be the most influential on your financial decisions and many other decisions, I hope, as well. But it's the private sector. It's individuals like the Jay Garvin Show taking money or Dave Ramsey taking money. All of these individuals from just the news desks to the podcast teaching healthy finance. But as I state at the end of every show, go grow and prosper and tell someone close to you that you love them because the mortgage and the finances don't matter in the end. It's your loved ones. It's your health. I have brought Kelsey Salmon from Colorado Springs. Springs body, Springs body sculpting. I always want to say Colorado Springs body yes, sculpting. Yes, you are not the only one. But healthy body, healthy mind, and actually budgeting and laying that out is more important than a house, let alone the mortgage on it. So, Kelsey, you've done a lot at Springs body sculpting to not only make sure that all of these different modalities are available for your patients but then they can actually lay out and budget and support the long-term finance of these so they get the full effect. Yeah, absolutely. So we offer a financing option that is stay 
approve a wide demographic of people, which is nice and helpful, but it also will only approve you for what you really actually can afford. So it's not going to approve you for like $25,000 when you have a $100 budget, right? Exactly. Um, And it helps people now organically get the budgeting and the scope for this. And you've told people, hey, if you've only got X amount of money and the modality or the treatment is this, I mean, how do you address that? I mean, I've been doing this for enough time now to know, like, because uh, we do a lot of stacked treatment plans, too. Sometimes it'll just and be one plan. And what's a stacked treatment? So basically, if somebody needs more than one thing to address, say volume and skin and texture, um, then I might, and muscle building or whatnot, I might need to put several different procedures or cer- treatments together. I call it a stacked treatment plan for the sure. whole treat to complete uh, package. And so there have been times where, you know, when I have people come in for consults, I have them actually give me their, you know, the full, it's very organic. It's a full rundown of, yeah, what they're looking for, what they're looking to achieve. But it ends up turning into a very organic conversation where they open up to me quite a bit and I'm able to see and get a glimpse into what their life is like at home and at work and and what's realistic for them. You know, I want to deliver a result that they're going to be long-term happy with. And so if I touch anything or like even lifestyle or financially, that they, it's going to be a little bit tougher for them to navigate the daily life to financially pay for this, then I will voice my opinion and tell them, you know, I'm not going anywhere. You can hold off on this. I'm giving you information on what is ideal for you in in your particular, you know, situation, but you don't have to buy it right now. You can, or if you want to put it on a payment plan, we can explore that option. And it's a soft credit check, so it doesn't hurt your credit score. It won't. And And that's what Cherry Financing does for you, kind of lays it out. But I want to back up one moment because you touched on a magical point where you mentioned during the consultation, and I don't hear that this often ever, let alone on the radio show, that people really open up to you. We find that in finances, that we're there for finances, but we have a lot of budgeting and relational and life goals and life challenge conversations. And you find that same thing in your consultations. I do, because it all, I mean, you know, you're mind-body connection, your professional and personal life connection, they all are, you're, it's all interconnected, you know. And that's and, a great reflection to you guys, you and Matt and your entire staff at Springs Body Sculpting to where people are finding that they're all connected. I mean, yeah. not only the health procedures and modalities that they're looking for, but also their finances and their relational Yeah, absolutely. Connections. And they, I, people, I mean, it's kind of like, I think a lot of times when you get a hair appointment or you get any personal services, you know, you end up opening up to people that you get comfortable with. And, you know, I learn a lot about our patients. And that only helps, you know, helps us to create a treatment plan or a a lifestyle plan for them, you know, long and short term. And there have been plenty of times where I have told people, you know, wait it out. I don't think right now is the right time for you. Just, you know, maybe they just needed to come in that day to release some energy. And I said something to them or or we discussed something that they didn't think about before and then they're like, you know, maybe I maybe I can wait for this, you know, and some people need to change their dietary habits and their exercise habits and, and gain control of their time management that prior so to doing something like this. Important. I yeah. mean my wife works out and, you know, just absolutely adores your team and what you do for some of the goals that my wife has is amazing. But to actually set out a plan yeah. and to bring somebody through that means so much because it's all overwhelming. Everybody, yeah. nine out of ten people come in and say, financially, Jay, this is all overwhelming yeah. to me. What do you find with your visitors? 
I have to break it down for them. So I like that's where I explain to them like what this is, how it works, and um, and again we have non-invasive too, where people have to for that treatment plan come in on a regular basis. So and I find out some of those examples of some of your treatments modalities. Top five. So we have um, so non-invasive that people come in weekly would be something like our MSculpt Neo, which is rapid muscle building and fat destruction non-invasive. However, in order for that to work, people do have to commit to coming in once a week for a certain amount of time to get a result. Then we have minimal invasive radiofrequency-assisted liposuction, which is going to be one and done, more drastic. It does a great job, but even then, you know, I have to make sure that I'm fully educating each patient before they make a decision on what we have to offer, what each of these is going to do for them. And then something and then as if, simple as facial. Yes, and then something as simple as a facial. A lot of times, too. Or Botox. Come in, yes. When people come in for aging, so basically I call them aging solutions or skin correction, acne correction, anything like that. You know, so acne correction. Oh, yeah. Acne correction is big. But, you know, it is something to be guided through. And, again, it's up to myself and my team to educate our patients on this is what you really need to do. And it's actually not going to cost as much as you think. The so more you, you can, can prevent have, repair. Pardon the interruption. You yes. can have all these different treatments in the last minute kind of share coming into the end of the year what you would suggest for the radio listener out there. For skin? For skin. Yeah, it, well, really. And you're and interacting with Springs Body Sculpting and what you can do to help them in the last 45 seconds here. Well, we're doing 30% off of all of our body tight with liposuction procedures wow. on any area, and there are no limitations. And you don't have to get it done in December. You just come in for your consult, and, you know, we invoice that. We get you taken care of on the schedule, but some people even wait three months to get it done. Well, you know? fantastic. <laughs> you're in a inflation-ridden world right now. You're stepping up, and your personal approach, I was telling you during the break, is phenomenal. I see it firsthand with my wife and my family and your staff. So you. I want to say Merry Christmas and I look forward to seeing you in the new year. Merry Christmas. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> I'm going to continue the conversation about a healthy life and healthy finances where we're talking today about teaching finances right here on the Jay Garvin Show. The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back now. Here's Jay Garvin's. Hey, where's the beat? Well, thanks for sticking with me. The third segment, you and I together, talking about healthy finances. And that starts, as I mentioned, in the house, in your family, loved ones, by observation, mostly, but hopefully by instruction as well. When I was growing up in the Midwest, my father taught me finances, and my mother was not that involved because she had her hands full with five children but most of my learning came by observation, simple observation. I grew up in the 80s where the very first credit cards were introduced, and my father and mother 
rarely, if ever, used them, always paid them off on a monthly basis. My parents came from a Midwest house where if you didn't have the cash, you didn't buy it. And how much our society has changed since then. This is not a show about how many people are in debt or whether they're one paycheck or ten paychecks away from being broke. But I will tell you, this is a show about finances. And I just Googled the actual subject line of why don't schools in U.S. teach money management. And it was amazing, the articles and the conversations I had. But the best one out of all of those is an actual book out there, which I'm going to refer to and teach from today. I just ordered it because when I find these books, they're intriguing and I read them. And the title of the book is, Why Didn't They Teach Me This in School? And it's by an author, Gary Siegel, that I think is really ingenious that he said there's 99 personal money management principles to live by. Now, 99 is a lot. And, you know, you're not going to agree with all of them. And I read through the preface and the forward of this book and then took some notes. And I'm just going to run through them. And some of them are funny. And I'll tell you whether I agree with them or not. Then I'm going to go through other examples of people teaching finance. And you know with Churchill Mortgage, as I'm a licensed loan originator with Churchill Mortgage and our direct affiliation with Ramsey Solutions and all of the personalities, namely Dave Ramsey and the Baby Steps, I want to go over those as well. But then I have some real casual, larger conceptual advice from my perspective. So in uh, Gary Siegel's breakdown of 99 money management principles to live by, number one is marry the financially right person. And that is so important. You know, I'm going to talk to you about being evenly yoked. That's a biblical term in my suggestions. But even though my wife and I are absolute personality opposites, if I'm three inches deep and three miles wide as social, extroverted, type A, free spirit like Ramsey would say, individual, my wife is three inches wide, three miles deep, and is definitely the nerd in the family as that analogy goes financially. But we are financially on the right page. And it says stay married to the financially right person. And amen to that because just like any relationship in couples, my wife and I have had our challenges. We've been further down the road of destruction than we've wanted to be in front of judges and divorce courts. And we survived. And I thank God one of the best decisions I made in my life is to stay married to the financially right person. Then having an approach of raising children that get financial wisdom as well. And it says having and raising children costs a lot of money. That's a principle there that he says. Always live below your means. Take care of your stuff. We live in a disposable society. You have to take care of your stuff or you end up buying it again. Expand. This is huge. Principle number six, and it's one that I adhere to as well. Expand your circle of friends associates and keep in touch with them because that's who helps you take away more from your first couple of jobs than you intend to give which means you want to learn spend just an hour of week learning about personal finances discipline you know invest and study what you love and three weeks makes a habit so if you just study that one hour a week next principle is get rich slowly there are no get rich quick schemes Set realistic short-term goals, set realistic long-term goals, 
always know the score of your net worth. It I it blows me away when I ask people how much money do you make gross and net on your business and they don't know the numbers. I know those numbers cold turkey. All of the business people that I know that are successful know their numbers and you need to know as well. Here, principle number 13, develop a written budget and you have to evaluate it every month. My wife and I have a written budget. Give yourself an annual physical on that budget. Here's these next group of principles for really teaching finances and healthy finances is to save, invest 50% of every single salary increase. Someone told me that when I was in the military. When you get promoted each time, put that money aside and live on your current rank, not your promoted rank. Same concept. Save 90% of every bonus or unplanned income. My wife and I only buy extra houses when we get piles of money through bonuses, extra jobs, non-planned income. You don't finance with no money down a purchase of a home. The only exception to that is a VA, but you always want to have an emergency fund. Does that sound familiar if you're a Ramsey listener? Coupons make sense. There's a principle. Shop around for discounts on all products and all services. And I'll touch on that as well. And make sure that all of your mail-in rebate offers that you take care of them have savings versus a spending mindset. That's so huge. Don't try to keep up with the Joneses. They're going bankrupt. Don't misunderstand the cost of ownership. It's worth it. Prioritize your spending. Stay away from great deals. Stay away from small bargains. They really aren't. And the list goes on and on and on. And there's some really good ones in here. Here's one. Debt is bad. Don't finance life. If you are in debt, get out of it quickly. The baby steps. Step number two says get out of debt and run like a gazelle through and all the way through the elimination of the debt. Just say no to credit cards. Do not get a credit card in college. After college, have a maximum of only one credit card. He states here. And what Gary is saying, Gary Siegel here, makes sense. And if you go through a housing lesson, this is very interesting. Renting. Rent, don't buy when you're young until you're settled. Renting, budget 25% of your gross salary, maximum 30% for renting. No more. Buying a house. Buy less house than you need or less house than you can afford. Buying a house. The top two considerations are location and price. Buying a house. Evaluate the house using specific criteria and goals. It's so important. Mortgage. Make your down payment at least 20%. These starting to sound familiar across the board. You may not want to hear them, but they're universal. Shop around for interest rates and find a good lender for your mortgage. Here's another one. Principle 69 out of 99, get a 15-year mortgage. Now finishing here because we don't have a whole list of 99 to go through the time-wise, but quick tips. If given the opportunity, take a big down payment or a check for a wedding rather than having the wedding. Don't invest your time and money in multi-level marketing programs. I disagree with that. I invested in Worldwide Group and Amway, and it taught me how to run business, and now my wife and I have five of those business. No one else took the time to teach me business, so if you get into the right network marketing, it's some of the best leadership, mentorship, and learning and book reading that you can get. It's okay to buy groceries. Well, I hope so. And doing so saves you a lot of money. 
you have to do so with generic tags. That's what they're talking about. Buy your King Super and your Kroger brands. You don't need to always go with name brands. Uh, invest in a fireproof safe. That's a specific one. Keep your records. Manage your electric bill closely. Show somebody and learn yourself how to fix things. I mean, the last couple here that I'll mention, he says, use cash as often as possible. That's just important. Successful personal money management is all up to you. So that was Gary Siegel, just an example of a book out there, and that took about eight minutes. I'll take 30 seconds to tell you the baby steps with Dave Ramsey, and even half that time for me. Number one, you want to get an emergency fund of $1,000. Number two, you want to eliminate all of your unsecured debt in a debt snowball method from smallest to largest. You want to make sure that you have three to six months of your operating monthly budget set in reserve. Number four, you want to make sure that you're setting aside money for retirement, 10 to 20%. I do 15. Number five, you want to make sure that you're paying off your student loans or paying cash for school. Number six, you want to make sure that you are paying your house off early. And number seven, you want to build wealth and give away generously. For me, I'll go into the details. I have my big six. Very simple. Take a saving versus spending mentality, period. Understand appreciating versus depreciating items or assets. I'm talking homes versus toys. ATVs, cars, boats will never appreciate like a house will. Always get three opinions before you spend any money or make any money decision. Number four, live on one income and save the other. And if you live by yourself, that means get one job for your life, get a second job for your savings and retirement. Number five, be evenly yoked in life. And finally, number six, put God, Jesus Christ, in front of all of it. So it's pretty simple. There's a list of 99, a list of seven from a very, very wise group, Ramsey Solutions, with the seven baby steps, and then just some side input from me, your host, Jay Garvin's, don't go anywhere during the conclusion of your and my conversation. I'm going to show you exactly how you can put these into play in your life. And if you have time, please call me at 719-330. I have the last investment property class of 2022. This coming Tuesday, the 6th of December at 6.30 p.m., I have four spots left. Call me at 719-330-1457. I'll be back after the break for the conclusion of Teaching Finances right here on The Jay Garvin Show. Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage best friend, Jay Garvin. We want to pop you up.
Well, welcome back. Jay Garvin's here finishing up the power segment, the power conversation between you and I, bringing this whole conversation together about healthy finances, teaching finances. I spoke with Kelsey Salmon about having health and teaching healthy decisions. Well, these are the final healthy financial decisions. And I'm going to touch on this again because Churchill Mortgage is affiliated with Ramsey Solutions and Dave Ramsey and all the personality and the amazing team members there. Our home offices are co-located right there in Franklin and Brentwood, Tennessee. In fact, Churchill Mortgage now occupies Financial Peace Plaza as Ramsey Solutions have moved into Financial Peace Campus, not only with two administrative and touring buildings, but also an event center that's opening up in 2023. But I digress. I've taught more individuals the Ramsey Solution 7 Baby Steps than I have even the definition of a credit score. Because the seven baby steps, as I'm just going to go through and then talk in detail about my six general approaches to healthy finances, are all immediate action instructional steps. And they're just huge. Because so few Americans even have cash in reserves. The seven baby steps starts with, like, before you go to bed tonight, if you don't have $1,000 cash set aside, not in a set of rollerblades or a guitar that's worth $1,000, but the actual $1,000, not in an investment, actually in an account accessible, then you just shouldn't go to bed. I told my wife, because our budget is tight this year with real estate and mortgage the way it is, our volume and mortgage is off more than 50%, and I said, hey, honey, we're not going to have a robust Christmas, and none of it is going to come from Churchill's salary because it's just tight. And we have a budget and we have reserves, and we don't want to use our emergency reserves for Christmas. So my point is, my wife's been selling some of our stuff, and she's already at $450 less than a week into it. So if you need to get $1,000, get a second job, gig economy, Grubhub, extra job like that, or a part-time evening job until you have $1,000 for an emergency. An emergency is a new set of tires if you slipped into a curb and damaged the sidewall. An emergency is a bereavement flight to the Midwest. It's not Christmas. Christmas is not an emergency. Maybe if you're a single parent you have small kids, thank God that's why we have churches, that's why we have nonprofits that can help. There's so many people. But understand what an emergency is. And number two, eliminate all of your debt through the debt snowball. So if you have three credit cards, one at a thousand, one at five hundred, and one at a hundred, you use the debt snowball, which is pay the smallest one off first and get momentum, just like a snowball coming down the hill and it grows and gets bigger and bigger. You pay off that credit card payment. Then when that's paid off, you take all of that money that was going to the monthly payment plus the monthly payment amount for your next smallest bill, say it's that $300 credit card, and then you pay that aggressively until that's paid off. Then you take the first closed credit card plus the second closed credit card minimum and maximum payments and put that towards the third and so on and so forth and build momentum. This is huge. And if you need to go through it with someone, call me at 719-330-1457. I'm also going to give you an invitation, homeowners out there for a class, how you not only can take your finances to the next level, but also your homeownership and your retirement. 
So then step number four is that you want to pay yourself first, or in my mind, second. First you tithe and pay to your local church, storehouse, 501c3 nonprofit that you love, and you want to spend 10 to 20% a month setting aside for your retirement, for your future. There's math if you do this at a young age. I won't go into it, but you want to save for retirement. Number five, you want to pay cash for school. No student loans. It's very tough, but my wife and I put money aside separate from our retirement, and we are paying and assisting our son to pay for college for cash. And ours is not a small payment. We're like buying a brand new car every six months. And having a financial strategy was key to that. Or pay those student loans off immediately in step number five if you've not. And step number six is pay your house off early. This is so huge. Ramsey Solutions touches on this because it gives the assumption that you want to buy a house an appreciating asset. Buying a house I call a step 3.5 because if you've paid off your debt and you're now starting to pay for some retirement accounts and stuff, you can pay to buy a house, which can be a retirement asset for you. And finally, step number seven, build wealth and give away graciously. So ending the show here, ending the conversation here, the podcast, I want to tell you my big six again in detail. The biggest thing where Gary, in his book, said, marry a financially responsible person, you want to make sure that you have a savings versus a spending mentality. It really is the way that you think. I love houses so much because I know they're the gift that keeps on giving. My wife and I decided to give at least tuition to my son every single semester and year in college. We have put that money aside. We're blessed. Our, his grandparents, our parents put that money aside before us, and we've multiplied it just like the talents. The story in the Bible tells you that we've, by the grace of God, invested money well. But a house is a gift that keeps on giving because we spent our children's college money buying houses 10 years ago. Now we own those houses outright, and we have six of those. We made goals when there was wheat in the fields in 2019, 20, and 21 when mortgage and the real estate industry was really good, and we paid those houses off. And my point is is now the rents, the residual is solely paying for my son's college, and we're not touching an asset. We're not selling a house to pay for school. We've eliminated all the debt. We understand appreciating assets and savings versus spending mentality, and now our houses and our tenants are paying for our son's college. Now, number three, I have it in the center because it's the most important financial teaching tool that I can give you. If I give you nothing more and people say, Jay, in the amount of success you found, what's the biggest key? And next to my relationship with the Lord, which is number six, number three is always get three opinions, period. Before you spend any money, whether you're buying a service or a product, I'm doing it with electrical work in a carport raised deck that I'm doing at my house right now with contractors. Tomorrow I'm getting the third opinion on how I approach the electrical contracting because some people say it's going to be 500, some people are going to say it's 5,000. So you have to get three opinions and you don't have to be the smartest person in the room. You just ask the advice of professionals or 
get the smartest person in the room. And number four, you want to live on one income and save the other. This is very simple if you're in a couple, and this is why I think it's more productive for families than individuals. But if you're a widow or a widower or you're single, that's okay. You still live on one income and save another. That means you need at least two income sources. My wife and I have at least a half a dozen, and we live on one, like mortgage, until this year and it doesn't pay our bills. Now we live on a second one, Garvin's Media Group, this radio show. This helps pay the bills, but live on one income, save the other. And number five, you want to be evenly yoked in life, period. Whether that's your religious beliefs, your financial beliefs, you want to get someone that's in the same boat, rowing in the same direction as you, and not hitting each other over the head with yours. And there's tough decisions connected to that. But last, number six, more important than all five combined, put God first. The kingdom, the wisdom, the Holy Spirit, the guidance within you. Because before my wife and I ever owned homes, I would speak, I would visualize of the homes we had. And that's a higher power. So that's what I want to leave you with. The really big takeaways is that are you gaining power through knowledge? And I believe real estate is the key to residual income and retirement and to financial sense. So call me today and I'll help you. 719-330-1457. And as I state at the end of every show, go grow and prosper. Tell someone close to you that you love them because that's all that matters in the end. Not the house, not the mortgage. More so the financial wisdom, but best of all, your family, your loved ones, and your memories after you make great decisions. Go grow and prosper, and I will see you next week right here on The Jay Garvin Show. The proceeding was a paid program on KRDO News Radio. KRDO News Radio does not confirm nor deny the validity or accuracy of the information contained in this program. And the views expressed do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff and management of KRDO News Radio.